Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I'm your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. And joining us now from somewhere inside an igloo, Bobby Blaze. Man, it was freezing in there, too, let me tell you. Uh, man, I'm in a pray. I'm outside right now, actually doing this podcast, just so you know. I have no internet, but the good thing is I have power. Um, my power went off on Monday evening. It was restored yesterday at a Saturday at about noon. Um, it was supposed to not be back on until Monday, according to the report I got. But hey, thankfully those guys got the trees trimmed out of the way. But unfortunately, the way my internet line runs, it came, it just took it completely out. I've got to call into them. Hey, I want to give a couple special shout outs, uh, professor, because I couldn't have got by this week by a couple special people. Uh, one was my brother. Uh, Monday night, I stayed at my house. It went out relatively late, like at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. My house was already warm, and it stayed pretty warm throughout the night. Um, Tuesday night, started snowing, icing again. Um, very, very cold, man, and I stayed with my brother. I have a hard time sleeping in anyone's bed but my own, but he had heat in one room. Um, he had no power, but, man, we, we had a nice little time, like we was back in high school, uh, shared some food and uh, I listened to some music on uh, 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 the, the little AM FM radio deal, man, and um, had little candles. And it was really cool, man. So shout out to Jim. Thank you. And then also Wednesday um, and Thursday, I tell you, man, I couldn't have made it Friday. Uh, Larry, your lifesaver, buddy. Uh, my brother Jim had to leave town. He had no power still, but he had other plans to leave town. So his friend Larry, my friend, pal, um, dude, he showed up a generator. I had just left my house. The streets were clear. Um, I came back. I just went down to get a sandwich, came back. Dude pulled up. He had a generator, man. So I've been on a generator power. So thank you, Larry. You know who you are, man. Um, special shout out to you guys. Uh, Friday night was nine degrees, Jeremy, nine Jesus. degrees. Yeah. And I had that generator, man. So I got one room that I sleep in up to about, uh, 57, 58. And that's all I needed, man. And I had enough for a light bulb and I had enough for, um, well, I had enough for several things, but I chose to put up my sleep apnea machine, one light bulb, uh, recharge my phone and have that heater running in that room. But, um, man, I missed my sleep apnea machine, uh, four nights, man. That, I thought I was going to fucking die for that. Um, I was up every half an hour to an hour snoring and coughing and deep breathing. And fuck, man. Anyway, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. I'm outside right now doing this podcast, and let's have some fun about it. I'm not bitching, man, because I tell you, uh, hey, there's a lot of people that was a lot worse off than I was, and I had some people looking after, man. I had food to eat, and for the most part, I was warm. Uh, well, As I know there's other people out there right now that look forward to this show every uh, Tuesday morning when we drop. I don't know what that noise was, but uh, this one's placed in order where I'm at. Uh, you you dropped out for about 15 seconds there. Uh, my bad, man. Thanks for oh. back or place in order. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's not your fault. I mean, obviously, you're you're doing yeah. what you can do to get by. So um, Yeah. Hey, yeah. Got, actually, I'm at a place right now. I'm looking at my rear mirror, and it says bag of ice. 
uh, eight pounds, and I'm sitting here remember, uh, snow banks. Hell, I'll get out here and sell some of this uh, snow bank ice, maybe, and uh, save some people some money. I don't know. Maybe I can charge less. It looks like, uh, I don't know, $1.49 or something. I might charge it for a dollar a bag or maybe make one of the uh, snowmen memes and say, hey, free snowmen, come and self-assemblies required, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. You know, I, I like the uh, European yellow snow. Uh, that's always uh, one. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good flavor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a fucking shit show this week, hasn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm in one of three places that didn't get snowed on. It seems like. Yeah. 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 I know every, everyone got hit, man. I know that. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's just, it's been a crazy week. That's all. That's how it has been. But, um, anyway, man, what else is going on? Oh, you know what? Shout out. We might as well do this. Nothing special this week. Um, cause it's, it's the entire month, uh, still black history month. Um, I didn't get time to do much research or anything, um, due to, you know, dead phone for a couple of days, mm-hmm. no internet, et cetera. But, um, I do want to make mention that, you know, we tried our best to uh, honor some, uh, some black history each week of this month. And, um, uh, last week I really enjoyed that clip that, that was sent around that I gave some info on. And I know again, just to be redundant, uh, if you go back two years ago, um, we did a real good full, Hour, hour and a half on black history on the, uh, the professional wrestlers, uh, as some of our favorite, uh, black athletes, uh, a couple of years back. If you go back and look up that episode. Yeah. You know, after, uh, the people you talked about last week and I had their names written down, and of course I've, I've misplaced it since then. Um, I saw where people were posting about them on, uh, Instagram last week. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. Now, now I wish I would have held on to their names because I just thought it was cool because I'd never heard of them. And then yeah, it's that, my notebook at home. <laughs> yeah. And then it's that thing, like you've never heard of anybody. And then all of a sudden in one day you hear their name 15 times, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure. So, uh, anyway, man, we're recording on a Sunday. You can get this on a Tuesday if all things go well, because hopefully Jeremy won't get any snow. He's one of three places that didn't. Uh, forest fires hopefully are subsided out there. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Godzilla don't come out of the ocean out there, Jeremy. And, still, uh, still just, wouldn't shock you know, me. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't shock us, man, the way things are going. Uh, but hey, man, we're doing all right. So I know we're going to talk about, uh, books this week, man. That was going to be our topic. Um, uh, so we can go into that. I sent you a list of some of the books that I've enjoyed through the years in professional wrestling, some recommendations. And uh, I know you probably have a couple favorites too. So, uh, I'll start, let you start us off because you have, you've got the list. I've just got it in my head what I've sent to you. Uh, again, that's written in a notebook somewhere too at the house. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, I was going to say, so we're doing this on uh, a stolen Wi-Fi signal, so we're going to have to keep it kind of quick, everybody. Yes, um, absolutely. So we're going to just dive right in here. Um, okay, Bobby, your first book that you had listed, and these are not in any particular order, is Purely Dynamite by the Dynamite Kid. Yeah, I listed that one first for a reason. It's a hell of a good book, man. Um, especially if you're, of course, obviously you're a fan of Dynamite, Dynamite Kid, you'd want to read it. I read it while I was in Japan, which made it that much all special, uh, more special for me. Uh, um, let's see. If you like Calgary wrestling, the Bulldogs, uh, ribs and pranks, and just uh, pretty much a straight shoot, 
He worked it as he wrote it as a shoot and as a work together. He pretty pretty unique how he put it together. Um, the last company he worked for in Japan was uh, um, Michinoku. He went back, of course, just much much smaller then. Even had pictures of him and Sasuke together. But my friend Willie and um, Joe, they had copies of it that he had given them, were autographed for him. And um, like I said, I was on a tour bus. Very easy read. Um, I know uh, uh, Chad Collier was on that tour with me too. Three or three or four Americans were with me. We all, we all read it, man. It's, it's a great book. Um, talks about him shooting uh, Harley Race full of steroids, which was actually milk. Uh, and he asked one day and told he wouldn't said he wouldn't tell anyone. As soon as he got on the bus, he told everyone he gave Harley steroids. And when Harley got on the bus, of course, everyone started ribbing him. But Harley didn't know he had been ribbed uh, with uh, uh, milk, not some kind of steroid. Just shit like that, man. It's really, really funny. Uh, good, serious book. Talk about getting his teeth knocked out with the Raju brothers. But uh, when he attacked, you know, got attacked there with uh, uh, WWF back in the day. Uh, just the pranks they did. Kind of brutal. Brutal honesty. Talks about all the drugs he did. Um, it's 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 a good book. It's good insight. Um, I wouldn't advise that kind of lifestyle for anyone. I'll tell you that. He lived a crazy life. Well, yeah. I was going to say people used to live pretty fucking hard, um, especially on the road. Uh, it's not the sort yeah. of thing you want to do anymore, probably. Yeah. Well, you notice notice all those people died relatively young too. So yeah, almost yeah. everyone he mentioned in his death, I'm yeah. pretty sure by now. That's... So, but yeah, purely dynamite by dynamite kid. I listed that one first, and I know what I listed second, and you could tell the people why I listed it second, probably. Um, have a nice day by Mick Foley. Yeah. Well, New this York is Times bestseller, right? We have New York Times bestseller. Is this only? Is this the only wrestling book to ever been on that list? Oh man, good question. Yeah, that might be question of the week. Um, uh, well, anyway, so it is yeah. a New York Times bestseller. Why did you list it after Dynamite Kid? Oh, I, because uh, I read it <laughs> like a couple of days after while I was on that same tour while I was in Japan. I was <laughs> over like three weeks, and uh, that's what came to my mind a couple of nights ago. And I had several others listed on that list way above but i just had enough uh, room on a last piece of yellow legal notebook pad that i wrote uh wrote those two down at the very bottom so i started from the bottom because they just come to mind um a couple nights uh, well was a couple nights ago maybe monday or tuesday i guess it was and and then during the daytime i hit a lot of sunlight during the daytime left my curtains open and i, I wrote them down on, on a page that already been filled pretty much for some of the books uh that was why um, wasn't any particular order for ranking them. It was just a really, really good book. And it was just the order I read it in at that particular time of my life. Uh, and I like Mick Foley. He's a good dude, man. Really good dude. Class act. Yeah. Uh, does, does a lot of good, man. Uh, does a lot of good. Yeah. Well, and there's another one lived really hard flying off the top of cages. Yeah. And now the poor bastards all crippled up. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a hard life, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Foley was Foley was great. I never read his book because much like like I read a Dusty Rhodes uh, autobiography a couple of years back or a while back, and yeah. I, the entire time I read it, I could hear Dusty's voice. And when I tried to read Mick Foley, I hear Mankind's voice, and I don't like it. I, I can't gotcha. I can't get through it. And someday I'll be able to do it. It's just like. When I tried, I just kept hearing that screechy goddamn delivery he had, and it, I couldn't. Yeah, do it, I got know. you. I certainly understand that, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I didn't. You know what? I didn't read that dusty book. I remember when we did the special on him. Used that cover several times. 
I mm-hmm. have to send out on uh, uh, tweets and stuff, and you know, to get our uh, a message out there to you know let people know that, that episode was available. Uh, what was it? The American Dream, uh, American um, Dream, Dusty Roads. I think it was. Yeah, nice you know, cover. Cover shot of him like walking. Oh, it's a badass cover. Yeah, that's what it's, I thought. It's a badass yeah. cover, but you know, there's like. So, you know, when you hear Dusty, you hear Dusty. When you read his words, you hear him. And there was a section in there where he's talking about him and his wife going to dinner with Pat Patterson and Pat's partner. And he, of course, you know, this being written in the early 2000s and gay rights were a little bit different back then and people were still kind of homophobic more so than now. So Dusty takes a paragraph to tell you about how the dream doesn't care where a man puts his business. And I'm, I'm hearing this in Dusty's voice and I'm just like, no. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but, I got you. Yeah. yeah well, I'll stay close to that. Um, uh, we went from Mick Foley there hearing his voice to Dusty's voice. Now, the next next book I'll go ahead and tell you what's on my list there is because uh, uh, I could hear his voice when I read it, and I I'll read it bet. twice, and that's Terry Funk's uh, More Than Hardcore. And I could hear the Funker, you know, talking as I read his book. And, of course, mm-hmm. he spoke about Dusty and Mick in his book. He put them both over, of course, uh, how Dusty had started, uh, came back down there in, in Amarillo, and no one, you know, gave Dusty a chance for a while there. And he went out on his own and come back and, you know, became a big star as he did. But um, I could hear I could hear the Funker's voice there as I was reading his book. So that's one of my favorite books. Uh, like I said, I read it twice. Um, so I had that as a recommendation. And again, any of these uh, are probably available on Amazon still um, and probably uh, used or in good condition. I used to get a lot of books, if you like print editions, uh, from the Goodwill man on, um, I'd go to Amazon and I realized that Goodwills were sending me the books, just different Goodwill locations across America. Oh, yeah. And I might pay um, four ninety nine. For the book, and then it was like three ninety nine to ship. But then I got Amazon Prime, of course, and then, so you're getting a book for, you know, uh, two or three bucks and shipping it free. So um, a good deal. And, and I haven't bought one book yet that hasn't said like like new condition that it's been in very good condition. You know, I've bought some that say you know dog eared or, or personal notes, and and I knew that ahead of time, and they weren't bad buys at all. I feel the price for just reading a book, you know. Oh yeah, well, especially if you're just grabbing like a trade paperback or some, yeah. you know, some pulp yeah. book or something. Uh, you know, Bobby, um, I don't, I they're not like an affiliate or anything, but um, I found a site called thriftbooks.com. Okay. And it reminds me of Amazon in the early 2000, uh, back like uh, half.com and all those sites were still around. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought, so, you know, I, I don't know where half my books are. I assume my, my ex-wife has the majority of them, either that or they're a bonfire by now. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm, as I'm realizing that certain ones are missing, um, you know, I'm trying to replace them. Like, right. you know, right. what was the one I just got? Uh, oh, The Power of Habits is a book I read about 10 years ago that I always meant to reread and get more into. Yeah. Um, I got a book on mindfulness that I've been meaning to read forever, but I got them all like, you know, a third of cover. Right. And they were, yeah. And they were all in great shape when they showed up. So if you're, if you're looking for books, you guys may want to check them out first. Thrift.com? Thriftbooks.com. 
Okay, cool. I, you know, one of my books I couldn't find and during this pandemic, I was in a couple of my old boxes there. I told you I've had stuff. I, I didn't get underneath my house, but I've got old boxes. Um, some have got books and, and DVDs and pictures and stuff. And I went to look for a book I was going to reread and I read it four or five times and it's, uh, uh, no one here gets out alive, you know, Jim Morrison book. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I haven't read it forever, and I thought, oh, I'll go back here and get that. I don't know exactly where it's at. Well, it wasn't there, so I've been trying to think, uh, do I want to go to the library um, and have it sent to me on pickup, or do I want to actually order a copy of that? Because I, I, I really enjoyed that book um, back in the day. Um, again, it's a little bit off base for wrestling, but just uh, just learning my, you know, I know exactly where my Terry Funk book's at. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you another book that was right there, um, right beside it. I'm going to jump to this one that, um, what I say, uh, Rags, Papers, and Pins by Corny, that's a pretty damn good book, man. It's got a lot of memorabilia about the Memphis. Um, uh, I've used it as a reference, you know, in this program before. And of course, uh, got put Corny over. He he wrote some of those, so many of those articles for those press releases and uh, official uh, programs for Memphis back in the day. And a lot of his photos are in it, of course. And um, and it's that Sputnik Monroe said, "There they go, going to you know sell those, push those rags, papers, and." pins or whatever the gimmicks you know let the gimmicks war begin or whatever mm-hmm. and so cornette kind of took that and uh, used that for uh the memphis um, memorabilia book it's, it's pretty good i enjoyed that quite a bit and this one of ones you can just pick up anywhere um and read you know go to chapter five and it's about you know 1981 maybe or you can go to chapter you know two and it's it's back in the 60s somewhere you know stuff like that so every once in a while i like a book like that that you don't have to you know just be this is the beginning this is the middle this is the you know climax and this is the end or what have you you know yeah i've gotten to that point where i've got such a short attention span i prefer things that are broken into easily digested standalone uh, chapters you know i i gotta wonder uh knowing that jim Cornette wrote those uh programs and press releases and this that and the other I have heard that Jim Cornette kind of fancies himself like a guy who knows the English language uh, grammatically, spelling-wise, blah, blah, blah. Was that the start of why he hates Vince Russo? Because that guy's practically illiterate. <laughs> I don't know, man. I have no idea. But that's a, a good question. Uh, I, I'm, 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 I kind of, I'm kind of. I hate that too when I see stuff written. Um, a couple people I follow on Twitter, and I'm like, ah, you're butchering this. Either write it all the way out or don't. I mean, I, there, there are certain exceptions. Don't get me wrong, because I, I realize it is Twitter. Uh, where you find me at, at BobbyBlaze744, find Jeremy at The Geek is Cast, or hit us up on our joint account at the Bell to Bell. Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter, and I think that's available on YouTube as well. Or shit, I always say that on um, uh, Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, speaking of books, I'll get back to wrestling in a minute. Well, I was going to tell you, I read a really good book, um, um, me and a devil. Um, and I, I read it just a few weeks ago, come out about 2008 or so, but it's a novel and, um, shoot, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name all of a sudden. But anyway, I had to, while I was reading that, I had to have some light reading like during the day. And I broke it up. You know, I might read a little bit of a, I had a couple comics of Mad Magazine to let me check out, you know, some stuff in between. Yeah. Uh, if they got Mad Magazines at our library or any magazine, once it's out for three weeks, you can check one out for three weeks. And they, I think they reopen. I'm not sure. Uh, pick up only. You just call. And if you have something you placed on your order, they'll rock it, walk it out to you and meet you at the door. So, you know, no contact kind of thing. 
Um, but I haven't been down there for a few weeks uh, once I dropped those last couple books off. But just getting back to how I read sometimes, you can read two or three things, but I, I can't read two or three novels at the same time. You know, I like to have a, right. a good wrestling magazine or excuse me, a good wrestling book. I can be reading that and then I can say, OK. I can do some lighter reading with, uh, you know, an old copy of uh, Silver Surfer or something. You know? Right, right. Uh, so, I don't know, uh, man. Some of that late 60s Silver Surfer shit was kind of heavy. Yeah. That was some yeah. weird, cosmic, fucking goofy stuff going on. Or mid-70s is what I'm thinking. But yeah, yeah, was, yeah, mid-70s, I think. Yeah. yeah. All uh, right, back to the rest and what we got. Well, anything? real quick, I believe oh, that okay. the author you were talking about there was Nick Toshies? Toshies? Nick, yeah, uh, Tosh. Tosh? Uh-oh. Let's see. Did you drop out again? Then, um, I've got about a little bit less than a half, 49% of a battery left. All right. Let's uh, power uh, through this guy here. Just letting you know. Well, let's um, let's talk about My Life in Wrestling by uh, He'll Cut a Bitch, Gary oh, Hart. Well, can you hear me? I can hear you. I can hear you again. Okay. Yeah, so, that's a good one. Yeah. So I've read, I've read part of that. I'm not going to get into how I got a copy of it. I have a digital one. That's it. We do happen to know somebody that tracked down a print copy of this book for the low, low price of like 400 bucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they kept texting us pictures to rub it in. Uh, yeah, did I say 900 or 1700 was my guess at first. And yeah, I got some of those texts too, but uh, goodbye for him. Mm-hmm. Um, not like goodbye, but good by B U Y. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a pretty good book, man. Um, let's see. What did you, did you get a copy of, uh, I sent you one, didn't I? Yeah. What did I send you? What's that called? Uh, K-Fabe Memories or something? Uh, you know what, Bobby, that didn't show up. That loner you sent me, I, oh, okay. it never showed up, so I don't know. Uh, my bad. I tried to send you something for 10 days there. It said I could. I was on a Kindle, and I and it was uh, it just so you could send it. You bought this. It told me the date I bought it, and it you could send a loaner, and, and I tried to. Anyway, it's uh, Jeff Bowden, and uh, anyway, uh, it's just about down in Florida. Uh, they took several... Uh, professional wrestlers at dinner through the course of a, uh, over a course of a couple year period there. And this interview, it's a, uh, it's a uh, breaking kayfabe with Bowden, I think, or something like that. Uh, they basically have a lunch or a dinner and each legend they talk to from, uh, funk to dusty to, to flair and each person like that. And at the end of it, what I really liked was, uh, they put a, they put a couple of letters in there and one of them was a letter from Carl Gotch. Uh, I think he was bitching Meltzer out or something. It was in Meltzer's newsletter, and he might have been bitching um, uh, Luthaz out or something. I can't remember what the um, – I know I was living in Tampa at the time that Malenko and Carl Gotch both wrote letters to Dave Meltzer, and I think it was something over Luthaz, and they said that he <laughs> – you know, they're older guys, they were, you know, back then, and it was, it was basically telling Thaz he's more welcome to come and work out there gyms in florida if he'd like to it's kind of it was good stuff but bowden included a couple of those letters in, in that book uh, sorry i'm drawing a blank on the name and i'm sorry you didn't get that copy i sent you it's one of those ones you could pick up at any time and read here and there and all that so uh, and you sent me a book you remember that book uh was that uh, death of the territories yes yes that was um, a good one that was a really good book. I appreciate that. that was a kind gift um that's uh tim hornbecker correct uh yeah that is yeah 
Yeah, um, that was a good one. Appreciate I, that. I like that one because it contextual. Like, there's stuff in there, and we know we know like the details, but we didn't know how these two things fit together. Yeah, you know, how those details don't exist in a vacuum. This was involved with that, even though they're six years apart. You know, things like yeah. that. That was cool. Seeing how somebody actually laid out almost like a um, a forensic forensics map of how all this stuff went together. Mm-hmm. To destroy the territories. That was actually reading that book is where I realized that Jim Crockett was just as much to blame as Vince McMahon. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. And it, 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 I'll say this: it also kind of showed how vicious Vince was in going after. Him. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, this is what I'm going to do. You're either you're on the board or you're not. You know, he was going to get his. You know, so. But mm-hmm. yeah, I remember you explained that deal about Crockett too, and I, I, I certainly respect that point of view. Uh, what else we got, man? I know we, you know, we're just kind of talking books here. Well, um, let's um, let's go to Stan Hansen, the Last Outlaw. Oh yeah, well that's on my old Kindle. Um, it's still on sale for nine ninety nine on Amazon. I don't know. I think the book is actually either twenty five or thirty dollars. I didn't have a copy uh, when when he come. They had him in town up in Charleston, West Virginia, a couple years ago, and uh, I got to speak to him. I really enjoyed that book. If I'd have had a hard copy, obviously I would have gotten an autograph by him. But um, uh, what I spoke to him about, I pulled, we kind of went to the side for a second. I said, man, I just have to really, uh, I've got to ask you, man, because um, he, he said in the book, only a couple people, he said, no one can move uh, Joe Malenko. If Joe Malenko didn't want to go, he wasn't going to go. And uh, he said Steve Williams tried him, and he he saw that. You know, he was really good friend with Joe and Dean both. Uh, Stan Hansen was, and uh, he pretty much just said that uh, Jody was the man. You know, he's talking about him being trained by Carl Gotch, and uh, what what I told you know uh, Stan that that's who I trained under was Larry originally, and then Dean, and then. When when things, you know, there at the end there, uh, Joe started coming back over and would do some conditioning and stuff for Japan. So um, they all had a hand in that, you know, and uh, Stan just really put the Japanese way over. Talked about his conditioning. He'd get up before. He's one of those deals like Flair. Uh, no matter how late they were out the night before, he was up early in the morning, and he was uh, uh, doing the stairs out into the hotel. He would he would do cardio up and down the stairs in the hotels. Um, it's just talked about him and Brody a lot. It was mm-hmm. really, really intense. You know, he's talking about living, pretty much living there, uh, uh, you know, for darn near what, tw- I think it's 27 years on and off, how many, you know, times a year he would perform there of course um but it's yes a pretty good book man and he is the last outlaw he tells that story about uh how he went out and was on a tractor <laughs> and in some way the uh, awa belt well, fell yeah. off the tractor and got ran over four times <laughs> well you know you're, you're you're riding around on your tractor with your heavyweight wrestling championship title belt as one does and as you should, that's yeah. right as a champion, man. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you got to respect and present the title, you know. And <laughs> but sometimes things happen and go wrong, and then they fall off and get ran over. And then yeah. while you're looking around, you might back over it a couple times or something. I well, don't know. Stan's legally blind. He didn't even see the belt probably when it fell off. Boy, yeah. I saw I saw a super cut on YouTube one time. It was about four minutes of him just throwing lariats. <laughs> Uh, he takes people's heads oh, off. Oh, Jesus Christ. You can tell that he's legally blind the way those fucking... Because yeah. he, he doesn't know what's there. He just swings as hard as he can. Just swings it, man. Yeah. So, yeah, he didn't know he was running over anything of that tractor. Nope. So, and I guess probably his wife put the uh, the uh, 
belted a, a, a presentable envelope to ship it back to uh, Vern or whatever. I don't know. I that might have been ran over too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last Outlaw is a pretty good book. I, I know it's nine ninety nine on Kindle. Like I said, it's still up there. I, I checked it the other day. Um, I had another one on my Kindle. Uh, oh yeah, we just talked about JJ here recently, mm-hmm. and it was a uh, wrestler like seagulls. Uh, that was one I'd bought on Kindle a couple years back, and uh, it's a pretty good book. I, we used it to get some good info when we was doing our um, managers and territories and superstars yep. on those episodes a few just a few months back. So um, put that book over there. Um, anything? What else we got there, Jeremy? Well, we got Slobber Knocker on here, uh, yeah. which is funny because I've got it sitting right here, but I've never read it. You've got a copy of it. Yeah, I've got a copy of it right here. Oh, okay. I've got it on uh, Kindle, and that's where I read it at. I thought it was pretty good uh, early on, especially when he's talking. I think around 70 to 74 is where he's talking about getting out of uh, school in Oklahoma there and working for Leroy McGurk and driving him around and refereeing and really getting started. I, I really enjoyed that quite a bit, too. Um, pretty pretty good book, and you can, you can hear JR's voice in it. I'll say that a little bit. You're like, ah, uh, because – he, when he goes back and talks about his childhood and stuff, you're thinking, man, he had it. He, he wasn't just an overnight success. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he, no. He paid, he paid his dues to get there where he was at. And you, his voice does come through that way. Yeah. He, um, um, he definitely had his time in because before, yeah, like you're saying there, before he was a microphone guy or anything else, he was a driver. Yeah. And driver's a yeah. shitty job. You know? Oh, yeah. And I have to imagine uh, that Leroy McGurk was a bit of an asshole by that point in his life. Well, he said, well, you're blind, and he sat there mm-hmm. and, and drink his whiskey um, and basically just, you know, talk about talk about the business and sometimes not in a, such a you know polite manner, I guess. You know, he's mm-hmm. a little bit hateful, resentful, and uh, those type of things. But he also sometimes would get a um, uh, the shittiest room on the road when it had to stay all night. He was talking about that, but um, uh, uh, Danny Hodge and um, – Trying to think who the other person. A couple of the guys would would let him sometimes sleep on the floor or get a futon in their room, um, or a fold out or you know whatever. And he he learned a lot that way too, you know, by listening to those guys talk. I'm trying to think of who he was with. Um, I know Danny Hodge was one of them, and there was another one, uh, you know, one of the old time guys, and and they would um you know let him share a room with him sometimes if they was on the same two or three day loop there. So um, uh, that was pretty cool. I thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be driving Leroy McGurk around or not. I mean, you'd probably learn a lot, but also I'd imagine you got your ears burned a lot, lot too. Just, I, I would figure, yeah. Um, you know, when you get to a certain age in life, you, it just seems like people become bitter or a lot of people become bitter. And you know what? I think when you hit a certain age, you deserve it. You know, you, you should. If you're angry, <laughs> you should be able yeah. to let it out, you know. Yeah, sure. Get it out there, man. Get it out there. Oh, man, I don't even know what time it is. Don't even know what time well, we're closing we got, in on. We, we got one more that we're going to mention, and then we'll okay. probably wrap up here. But That sounds good. Listen, You Pencil Neck Geek by oh, Fred yes. Blassie. Yes. Have you read that? I have not. I've heard okay. the song. I've heard the song, yeah, but I've never course, read the book. I read the book about 2000. Four or five, I'm going to say. Yeah, 2004 or five. Um, my uncle had a copy of it, and I was just uh, happy to be visiting his house. And um, he had one laying around there, and I was going to be there like three or four days. And it was an easy read, and I just enjoyed it because I didn't really realize uh, 
how huge of a star early on classy uh uh Freddie Blassie was, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, the, the Hollywood lifestyle, the sharpening the teeth, the big, you know, people having heart attacks in Japan and, and during his matches. And he, he, he took, he took credit for, you know, people actually died during my matches, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, it's been a, a while since I read it, but a uh, very easy read. Uh, some funny stories about back being on the road at that period of time in the, the uh, 60s and stuff. And, um, uh, apparently he had a big dong. Um, and he liked to show that off. It's him and another guy. I can't think of who it was. Uh, had big dicks and they liked to swing them. Uh, not in the locker room, but well, in the locker room, but also, you know, in the hotel rooms and at the lounges and things like that. I can't think of who his running partner was, but that's what they were known. You know, they they were they were they were coxmen. You know, you know, coxmen back. Did you know that LBJ was hung like a fucking mule? And when people would pick an argument with him and ask him why the fuck should we do that, he'd whip his dick out. <laughs> and say that's why you should fucking do it. Oh uh, man, yeah. <laughs> so LBJ and uh, was it Milton Burl? Milton Burl is yeah. a legend. Apparently, he had the biggest. I don't know. Well, he would but take he it out and <laughs> he would take it out and play piano with it at parties. <laughs> now that's the party trick. Yeah, that that really fucking is. Okay, so Fred Blassie to me, most of my life was just the old guy that uh, was a bad guy manager, right? Yeah, yeah. And then at some point, I don't know, probably in my th- late 30s, I saw an episode of what might be one of the greatest sitcoms ever made, The Dick Van Dyke Show. Oh, yeah. Where at the end, Fred Blassie comes in and fucking just gorilla presses fucking Dick Van Dyke over his head. Wow. Um, and then I start reading about, like, the filing of the teeth and the, yeah. the Los Angeles territory, and he was the WWA champion down there. Which, let me tell you, if you ever want to get your head stuck in a vice, read about the WWA title split sometime. Jesus Christ, that's a hard <laughs> one to track. But Fred Blassie was a fucking legend up and down California. They'd take him out to New York. He was a draw. He was a guy yeah. they would bring in because he wanted to see him. And yeah. he was one of a handful of pro wrestlers back in the day that was a mainstream star, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. Like I said, I haven't read it for a while. Uh, I would imagine it's available on Amazon. And with that said, Jeremy, I guess I better give my books a plug since we're talking mm-hmm. about books. Mm-hmm. Uh, folks, if you don't care, uh, the professor here has set up a little quick way to get to the Amazon uh, website where you can purchase uh, one or both of my books. And that is if you want pin me, pay me, have boostful travel, go to tinyurl.com, blaze book one. And then tinyurl.com slash blazebook2 will take you to, um, I kicked out on two, the educational wrestler. And I want to get them books in there. If you go that route, uh, the program does get a small kickback and we appreciate that very much. Um, and a couple of my other little easy, uh, ebooks are on there, uh, you know, 20 and 20, 25 page little ebooks for like two ninety nine or something. Just take a, take a look at it. Once you visit the site again, follow me on Twitter at Bobby blaze, seven forty four. The professor Jeremy at um, the Geek is Cast, and also the joint account uh, on Twitter and on Facebook, and that is Bell to Bell Blaze. So uh, that's just kind of quick wrap up of that, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby, I, we uh, we kind of have something we're working on. Do you think summertime is when we're going to try to get that out? Oh, I, you know what? I've got some notes on that too. Um, yeah, I would like to think so. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. We haven't sat down and thought about a time timeline. Well, to be honest with you, I've got some notes in addition to something you sent me, but again, I've kind of lost track of that project. Well, I was going to say, as soon as we put that project together, fucking Snowmageddon hits, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's a great idea what we have. Um, so uh, I wanted to. Um, I had three or four other episodes I wanted to include, um, and that is. Um, Kind of the one where Jeremy goes on a WWE rant, and also the one where uh, Bobby goes off on serial killers. <laughs> and then, so I had some other little things that I was going to say. I don't know if I sent you back yet, but I've written down at some point. But I did get a kind of a an outline, if you will, of what you sent. And so I wanted to kind of – we're going to try to tweak that. But, yeah, the professor and I are working on something. Uh, we're not sure exactly how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it one way or another. And um, I think a lot of our fans will enjoy it. So, um, uh, and it's book related. How can I, is that even more clear than that, Jeremy? <laughs> I think that's about as clear as we can make it yeah, without writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're in the very, we're past the thought process. We have somewhat of an outline and we have some direction and Jeremy just kind of put out there maybe a timeline that we may have it done by summer. We'll see. Yeah. So, I figure that just makes us accountable to ourselves at the very least. You know? it, it does. It yeah. does very much so. Um, and that's good. So anyway, I think today uh, it's only supposed to get down to 25 this evening, and then tomorrow is going to be 45. So I imagine there'll be a lot more power going out with some of this ice and stuff uh, starting to melt where I'm at. But um, on Wednesday of this week, it's supposed to be 61 degrees. Oh, man. <laughs> so Kentucky just kind of looks out at everyone and says, you think I won't fuck with the weather? Hold my beer. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, here, hold this. <laughs> just hold this. Kind of like Milton Berle's dick, you know, just hold this. Or LBJ popping out there. Just hold this. Oh, and yeah. I'll show you, motherfucker. Well, and it'll be snowing one day and sunny the next and uh, uh, beach weather the next. And then it's back to fucking freezing rain, man. But it's the middle. Well, we're heading toward the end of February now. And our temperature is supposed to be... Uh, average for this month is 31 typically, um, but this month I think it's been a little bit lower uh, on an annual, you know, basis. I think we're going to drop down. It's been a very, you know, pretty, pretty bitter, you know, uh, February to be honest with you. Yeah, so, but I'm I'm good, man, and I hope, hope a lot of people out there get listening to this podcast. I hope we made you smile or laugh or. Uh, Gave you something to do for a little bit of your time, and maybe you'll look up some of these great books. Um, we had some books we didn't like, and we didn't browbeat them, because that's not our deal. Um, but uh, Jeremy and I talked privately, and you know we, we've got a couple we could have added, but we didn't. So, um, And if you got some book choices that weren't mentioned, and we didn't mention every one we, we, we had written down originally anyway, but if you have some, send them to us, man. We always we got a couple ideas Jeremy sent me from uh, – the uh, page, I think, from some of our listeners for some upcoming episodes. Uh, so there we go. And my battery is about dead. All right. Well, with that being said, for the late Tex Johnson, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, the freezing cold Bobby Blaze, bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>